0: This is Man Down, the anti-man-up movement, with me, Jamie Clements. Join me as I speak to inspirational people from all walks of life about mental health, masculinity, vulnerability, and pretty much everything else. This is Man Down. I am incredibly proud to say that Man Down is brought to you in partnership with Better, a charity raising awareness around mental health and suicide prevention through a range of exciting events and initiatives. Please head over to www.better.org.uk, that's B-E-D-E-R, or find them on Instagram at better underscore UK. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks again for joining me for another episode of Man Down. Today, I've got the absolute pleasure of being joined by Johnny Benjamin, MBE, before I forget that bit uh, <laughs> he's shaking his head at me um Johnny is an award-winning mental health campaigner film producer public speaker writer and vlogger uh, at the age of 20 years old he was diagnosed with schizoaffective schizoaffective uh,
1: <laughs> no one ever no one ever gets it right honestly
0: I think I'm going to keep that bit in the podcast though I quite <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> Schizoaffective disorder, a combination of schizophrenia and bipolar, and later began making films on YouTube about the condition that had been watched by millions of people. Johnny now speaks publicly, publicly about living with mental illness and has written articles, given various interviews on TV, radio, and in print around the world to help educate and break stigma. He's also produced and presented documentaries on BBC Three and Channel Four on the subjects of mental health. I got it out. I got it out <laughs> we did it we did it um, Johnny thank you so much for joining me how are you
1: yeah I'm all right I'm all right um yes I'm, I'm doing okay how are you
0: I'm. Um, yeah similar I think all things considered other than not being able to get my words out today things are okay um yeah a lot of people that I've spoken to recently I think are going through that mode of things are weird but things are okay. Like I think stability, if you can find any form of stability or consistency at the moment, then things are, are pretty good good going. But how has lockdown been for you? What have the last few months been like? What have they looked like from a work perspective, from a life perspective? What's been going on?
1: Oh, they've been... Uh, it's just been such a mixed bag. I mean, it's really hard... <laughs> Like reflecting on it, um, yeah, it's, it's just sort of been living alone, and um, it's just been so, so, so mixed. Uh, so many ups, so many downs, mm. and uh, everything in between. So uh, I don't think we've ever been on such a roller coaster. Yeah, in such a short amount of time. What about you?
0: Yeah, um, very much the same. It's been Up and down, round and round. It's been Mm -hmm. trying to find routine and find that stability, but then also trying to find ways to break that routine as well to keep things interesting and not let the monotony set in. So yeah, it's no wonder things are, are feeling a bit odd, but we're we're getting through and we're we're getting getting out there and starting to slowly, slowly see things come back to life. We were just both marveling/baffling slash baffling at the fact that the red arrows have just flown over to celebrate the french president prime minister uh, yeah macron he's here um so we have just been wondering what the hell's going on there but the world is a strange place at the moment um but yeah as i said thank you so much for for taking the time to to join me um worth touching on actually so when i first stumbled upon this idea for the podcast um i was t- talking a big game and I wasn't actually doing anything about it, but I was working towards this point where I was going to do stuff about it. And a few of my friends said, a lot of my friends said, you need to speak to Johnny Benjamin. And I was like, they told me about you. And I was like, I I really should know who this guy is because you know, I've always been in, (laughs) If you could hear if if head shaking had a noise, you would have heard it quite a few times already. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, your your name came up time and time again, and I think is testament to the work that you've done today and the work that you continue to do. But for those people out there who who like me six months ago didn't didn't know who you were, can you give it a bit of an insight into who you are? If that's not too broad a question.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. I guess um, yeah, I'm a mental health campaigner, uh, which means that um, well i do I do a lot of work in in mental health I work with different charities and organizations um, in various different sort of ways, giving talks or speaking to the media or doing uh seminars just all different sorts of things, really writing books, making films um, and I've been doing that for uh about uh about a decade now just under a decade um and yeah i mean obviously mental health is in that time i mean the way that people have been talking about mental health has shifted so much Mm. um it's quite unbelievable uh obviously obviously i think there's still a way to go i think yeah you know but we are moving forward and my, my big focus is uh, around young people. I have a, a youth mental health charity and definitely seen a shift in terms of young people and mental health in terms of, you know, people talking, the awareness, the priority of it. But again, there's still obviously work to do, of course. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And
0: it's interesting, I think, because certainly my, my own experiences, my own interests probably span... similar amount of time but i think my actual involvement and and work and learning has been a bit more recent so for people out there who might not be so au fait with the world of mental health how how has it changed what do you think has changed yeah what have been the the big shifts in in your eyes
1: yeah i think well just the the fact that we are talking about it more more than ever before um so we're seeing it more. Uh, we're seeing it discussed more, whether it be, you know, in the news or in popular culture. Um, I mean, I'm just talking really about the UK because, um, you know, this hasn't this hasn't been happening in countries all around the world. There's countries around the world that still, it's still a taboo and cultures as well, not just country cultures. Um, but yeah, no, definitely i mean yeah i mean just 10 years ago so i started making youtube videos uh about you know my experiences yeah 10 years ago and there really wasn't much out there to be honest Mm -hmm. and now the amount of things on youtube or particularly instagram like mental health campaigns or mental health um organizations that are popping up all the time um it's really quite incredible people um sorry i don't know if you can hear there's an ice cream van can you hear <laughs> yeah. that i can't but i've, oh, got, sorry, I've sorry. got a
0: fire engine so it's
1: fine it's oh, all okay. sorry <laughs> i'm still really excited um uh yeah so um yeah lots of more people are being exposed to it a lot more i think mental health um, the subject the topic yeah. Uh, in workplaces, there's a big focus, I think, in schools, in, in universities. Um, yeah, I guess. And the more and more the, the more and more people sharing their experiences, the more and more exposure we'll get, which is which is which is good. But yeah, I think I think the real change needs to come from the top. It needs to come from the government and leaders. You know, so I mean, not there yet.
0: No. No, a lot, a lot of work to be done. I think, um, yeah, it's something I, I'm quite passionate about as well in terms of the leadership and the system and the things that need to change. But I do also think, yeah, for example, the work that you do with young people is is going to be so vital. And I think a lot of the societal issues, mental health and otherwise, are really coming to the fore for that generation you know below us you know the the real young guys seem to be so engaged with with social justice and social issues so I I have hope but um, Yeah. yeah there's definitely work to be done and you know go back to age 20 where you started making those videos was that your first I suppose your first experience or being diagnosed at that age that was your first understanding of of your own mental health but where where did that I suppose the question is, how did you get to where you are now? What led you down that path? Where did it all begin?
1: Uh, It it took a long time. um, Because even though I got that diagnosis, uh, it it took years and years to really... uh, Well, going back to your point before, it took years to really get the right uh, help and treatment and, and knowledge. And, you know, I'm still, even today... Uh, always learning and, um, finding out more about the way my mind works. Um, but yeah, I think I started talking, I started making videos on YouTube because, um, I just, I found it really tough to talk to my family, my friends. I, I come from, um, a Jewish family, Jewish community in North London and mental health was such a taboo well it is it, no it is getting better but back then it was a massive taboo and um and as well i was dealing with my sexuality and well, it was all interlinked but anyway youtube was sort of my platform to start talking about it because um, it had to come out you know some, somehow mm. and i just i couldn't have that conversation with people around me so yeah i turned to youtube and started making films and um i guess that's that's what led on to people watching the films and then me being asked to make documentaries and get involved with mental health charities so it all stems from that yeah that period when i when i started making making these uh videos yeah Um, and yeah i'm lucky i'm really lucky because it's all been very sort of organic my my journey like One thing has just seemed to lead on to another. Yeah. Um, Yeah, made one documentary and that automatically, well, not automatically, but that seems to naturally lead on to another one. So really, we're really lucky to be honest.
0: Yeah, for sure. No, I think it's quite um, telling of the work that is being done in mental health. It seems to be a case of everyone knows that the conversation has to happen. So if people are taking that on, then... It's just going to build from there, so I think it's great. Um, if if we may, I'd I'd love to talk a bit about the the Find Mike campaign, Because uh, yeah. I think it's such a eye opening, amazing story um, that if people people may have heard it back in I think two thousand fourteen was it? Yeah. It seems yeah, doesn't sound like a long time ago, but actually is a really long time ago now. <laughs> so um, yeah, for people who may have not been old enough to remember or um may have just missed it at the time um can you tell us a little bit more about that set of circumstances and what came off the back of it
1: yeah yeah so i launched this social media campaign in in 2014 um well to find to find the guy that had taught me out of taking my own life uh six years before that so when I got my diagnosis, uh, and I was put into a hospital, um, I, I ended up running away from the hospital, uh, given up and yeah, ended up, ended up on a bridge where I was talked off, I was talked off the edge, uh, by this stranger. And then six years on when I was, you know, in a much better place, uh, I was working with a, a charity called rethink, rethink mental illness. And uh, I told them my story and, and they were the ones that said, Oh, why didn't you try and find this guy that stopped you? And then next thing, we were launching a social media campaign to find him. And the amazing thing is that, you know, we found him through, yeah. through the power of social media. Um, and we were reunited and yeah, we made a, a documentary channel Four. um, it was, yeah, pretty, pretty extraordinary looking back um you know to firstly to i guess to launch this campaign the social media campaign and to get exposure but then to find him as well was yeah yeah it was pretty incredible has been it's yeah quite a journey (laughs) yeah
0: Yeah. i can imagine it's um yeah i (laughs) think it's it's amazing we were we were talking before we came on air about the peril Mm. the perils of social media um and there are many and the list is long uh but there are you know there are obvious good elements and you can you can do amazing things like that and you can spread incredible messages so it's it's a a battle a constant battle but um yeah we're, we're getting there um i actually saw as a slight tangent um instagram have just launched a um id verification um element to their sign up process so when you sign up you actually have to prove who you are with an image so that you can't just create lots of accounts and be horrible to people so uh-huh. i'm counting that as a, a big win so that's
1: interesting
0: yeah hats off to yeah. Instagram for once
1: i uh, i recently got um and this this isn't the first time it's happened but recently got all these messages from people in south america saying that um someone'd be posing as me and yeah uh and I went onto this person's profile and yeah they'd, they'd taken all my images and I was like wow like and that's not the first time it's happened on on Instagram actually so I'm yeah. really pleased to hear that you know I'm really pleased to hear that I hope
0: it. yeah, it's um an important thing I think especially when we're talking about young people you know the amount that okay. the the, the the youth makes me sound very old, but the amount that they're on our social media nowadays um, is important to have those measures in place. But um, mm-hmm. we we digress. Um, I guess from taking it back to you know some of that that early diagnosis and mm-hmm. um, when you were were talked off the edge, where what changed for you? How did things change for you over those next few years to, you know, as you said, and, and I'd be very open about the fact myself that you know, mental health isn't something that is yes, no, black, white, here yeah. or not, <laughs> couldn't be further from that. Um, so obviously there's, there's constant, not battles necessarily, but constant iterations and growth and learnings. Um, but what changed for you after that point? How did things change? What, what did that look like for you over the next few years?
1: Uh, I guess, well, yeah, you know, as I said, I, I really had given up when I got that diagnosis. And also, you know, battling with my, my sexuality, coming from a Jewish community. It was just all too much. It was too much. And um, and yet, you know, this obviously this stranger on the bridge just showing me some some real humanity um and some and and giving me some hope yeah it it really did change things for me and um it was very slow though the the sort of progress it was slow and um it was it was hard i think uh well i think i was i was in i was in sort of denial for a few years you know um i just didn't want to deal i just didn't want to deal with it i was i was 20 i'd uh i'd had all I'd had all these sort of hopes and dreams and they'd all just been kind of completely dashed yeah the diagnosis and the medication and the kind of outlook for me by my psychiatrist um so if i'm honest yeah the, my early twenties were pretty uh pretty horrible pretty hard um but it was, it was through, tw- it was through talking. It was through and through making YouTube videos where I could really be myself and talk yeah. um, and, and, and realizing that I wasn't alone. So, you know, getting lots of messages from people around the world saying oh, I've got schizoaffective disorder and I've been through this and I've been through that and cause that's the thing, you know, going back to what we said before, no one was Talking about it ten years ago, well, obviously people were, but not not like they were today, and certainly not in the Jewish community, like where I, where I am. Um, so it felt really lonely, and yeah, it was it was uh, it was it was a, it was a battle for sure. But yeah, when I finally finally started talking um, and realizing that I wasn't alone, then things definitely changed, and um, I started to. Um, I guess work on myself, yeah. Um, and I'm still, yeah. I mean, I'm still working on my myself. I mean, uh, but yeah, in in a sort of more in a more positive way. Um, I guess I've uh, developed some sort of resilience and strength along the way, and and knowledge and tools, and you know, yeah, that's all helped. I mean, obviously, I still struggle yeah day. but yeah i've got all those things in my back pocket, so it really does help definitely
0: no, for sure and is something that you, you've touched on a couple of times around kind of being growing up in a Jewish community uh, as one being you know quite difficult and there being you know even in a world full of stigma anyway, like mm-hmm. extra stigma uh, and extra difficulties there, but then coupled with coming to terms with your sexuality and coming out what what
1: age did you come out oh I came out well that's the thing I came out at different ages to different people (laughs) so I don't know I had this thing I I just I've got an older brother and I couldn't tell him I just I was just too embarrassed to tell him so I came out to my parents at 21 I think I came out to him at 22 Mm -hmm. Um, aunties and uncles I'm still coming out to (laughs) uh it's yeah i don't know it's a funny one um but i think the most important thing was coming out sort of to myself yeah uh because again i just didn't i just didn't want to i just couldn't deal with it for a long time and um i guess through therapy actually through through good therapy i finally yeah came out to myself you know and, and accepted i think acceptance is so key Yeah. Um yeah, that that really changed things.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I, I think um, there's such an element of you know I talk about authenticity all the time and and accepting and living very much true to who you are. And I think as as you've described, there's sounds like there were elements of actually accepting that yourself and figuring that out, and then the second stage, which is coming to terms with other people knowing about that and. You know, how growing up and and beyond, you know, to, to this day, how, how do you feel like that has changed for you? How has it affected you in terms of your, you, you know, your general mental health as far as coming to terms with that yourself and also being able to share that with other people? Does it feel easier? Does it get easier? I'm just thinking for, for people listening who might be going through similar situations what what advice and and has it got easier for you over over the years
1: um it's a really good question uh i don't know if it has actually <laughs> sorry, not very positive but you know um because like I, I have relapses for example and um no that's sorry i'm going back on myself no I, I, Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Sorry. Yeah, I, mean, really, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, it's just, it's a funny one. I mean, look, I still find it hard if I'm, if I'm, that's what I, yeah, I still find it really hard, mm-hmm. uh, which annoys me because, um, you know, if I had, uh, if I had um, a physical health condition, like like cancer and, and I had a relapse, I wouldn't feel so guilty or Shame, uh, ashamed about it, but I do still get those feelings of, oh, I shouldn't be feeling like this, or I should, and so yeah, so so I guess what I'm trying to say is, uh, <laughs> I don't know if it, I don't know for me, I don't know if it's got easier. Do you know what? Sorry, I think the the fact is now I have got someone, or I've got people that I do tell. Yeah. uh so my therapist i've got I, I see therapists um, and and I have a psychiatrist as well that I see every few months and I'm able to be honest with them like when i'm when i'm struggling um, and and some of my friends as well um, yeah so i guess I've, that, you know I guess one positive is that I've learned over the years. Who I can talk to, or who I can tell, you know, like when I'm struggling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know the people that will be maybe dismissive or not want to really talk about it, and I know the people that actually really do want to listen and will be happy to talk about it. And so, yeah, I guess I've learned. I guess that's a good thing. I've learned over the years who, because I'm 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 lucky. I've got a lot of friends. I've got a lot of family a lot of people in my network um, but uh, everyone, well people have different responses and reactions and uh, comfortableness with, you know, talking about certain things um, and so yeah, I guess I've learned uh, who to tell, who to talk to um, I know that I should be able to really talk to everyone um, and I think there's a bit of self-stigma, there's a bit of outside stigma as well that stops me from doing that but um sorry that's a really long answer to your question not at all no it's um it's not simple is it it's, for me it's just not simple it's so for some people i you know i hope it is simple i hope they can just be completely open and completely free but yeah. i still feel i can't always be free yeah but that's, yeah. that's just how it is
0: yeah i think i think the the length of the answer and the complexities of it, I think speaks volumes of what people go through. I think it's, you know, uh, yeah, I, I don't think we can oversimplify it. And I think there's definitely a danger with that. And there are so many, and I think we're both very grateful and we've spoken about it already. The, the amount of the level of conversation with mental health is amazing. It's so important. However, It needs to be the right message and it can't be an oversimplification because it then makes people feel like if they don't cure it in in very heavy inverted commas, then they're they're never going to make progress. Because I I definitely, um, to speak from my own experience, sort of went through nine months of making really good progress Mm -hmm. and felt like a new person and felt like, you know, life was. Gonna get better, and I then had a bad day and a relapse, and it felt like every, it felt like starting again because I'd been I'd convinced myself, or I'd been or let myself be convinced that this was curable, and it was gonna go away like that, and I was gonna be happy every single day for the rest of my life. Oh. Bullshit. Oh. <laughs> so oh. yeah, it's oh. um I think important just to get that messaging across to people that you know and i think especially around sharing you know we've both i've i've spoken a lot and you've just spoken about the power of being able to know who you can share with that doesn't mean you have to share with everyone it doesn't mean you have to share publicly it doesn't mean you have to shout it from the rooftops you need to learn what works for you as an individual sharing has so much power i never want to underestimate that for anyone but sharing in the right way i think um is what's what's super important so
1: yeah yeah for sure and i guess it takes time you work out what is what is as i said it's been i was diagnosed when i was 20 i'm now 33 so i'm still learning i'm still still learning you know about you you use the word complexity it's so it is so complex it's so complex um so yeah always 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 sort of learning you know um yeah yeah, I agree with everything you just said. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: so in, in terms of, I suppose, on the topic of learning, what day to day helps you, you know manage where you're at, manage your mental health, um, what advice would you give to people? Obviously it's a highly individual situation to everybody, um, but what what do you find helps you in terms of just practical? tips from a day-to-day basis
1: so so i've been having something called cft which is um compassion focused therapy for the past couple of years and it's very much focused on yeah self compassion self-kindness self-forgiveness and um these are all things that i i had no kind of concept of uh, until about yeah two years ago And, and I guess since learning about, you know, self-compassion, self-kindness, I've really been trying to apply those things to, and it doesn't always happen. You know, I can be really, I mean, I can be really, really horrendous with myself Mm -hmm. as, as I think we all can, to be honest. Um, but yeah, but trying to really monitor, like how I'm talking to myself, how I'm beating myself up and, you know, trying to stop myself when I am berating myself or. So during lockdown, I've yet yeah, been living alone and I've been writing messages to myself and leaving them all around the house, um, like, like positive messages, uh, messages of self-compassion, self-kindness. And um, yeah, I think that the, the, the way that we talk to ourselves, um, we need to, if we can really monitor that and if we can actually change that you know, uh, it can be really powerful for sure. So, um, and, and not just the way that we talk to ourselves, but the way that we treat ourselves, you know, like if I know a friend is struggling, um, I'll usually send them something. I want to send them something like a book or I don't know, flowers or something, something that's going to help them. And now I'm starting to to like uh, buy things for myself which i've never done before um yeah so i guess i guess yeah looking at the way that you you treat other people treat your friends and then seeing if that's the way that you treat yourself um and if not then changing that which yeah it's definitely helped me i think over the years
0: yeah i think it's often a you know a forgotten tool i think people focus a lot and certainly i did. on kind of how do I connect better with other people? Like that's what, you know, having gone through anxiety and depression for like 10 years and lost a lot of deep, you know, social and emotional connections with people. I was like, right, I need to get that back. And how do I work towards that? When really probably the first thing to focus on, or one of the most important things to focus on was the relationship that I have with myself and that self-compassion that is, you know, so fundamental to so many Worldviews, religions, spiritualities, all of these systems, these belief systems that people swear by, it tends to start with, you know, self compassion. Whether you like the system or not, that's it. There must be a reason it comes up so often. So, um, yeah, I think that's, yeah, very sound advice and, yeah, to to hear that it's been something that you've stuck with for, you know, a couple of years, there's you no know, testament to that as well, because I know a lot of people. And when I say a lot of people, I'm mainly looking at myself yeah. uh, <laughs> that, that yeah. struggle to stick with therapists or solutions in inverted commas. Um, so yeah, yeah, I think it's a,
1: a difficult one to, to stick with. Um, it is and, and, it, oh, it is absolutely like, And again, I think it's about not beating yourself up for that, you know, or not, or or again, being gentle with yourself about that. I've, I've I've seen so many different therapists over the years and tried different, oh my gosh, so many different things. Um, and that's okay. You know, the point is, I think at least you're trying to work on yourself. That's... You know give yourself credit i think yeah
0: and and again it, it comes back to that that learning right you, you learn what works for you and if you're lucky enough to nail it first time then brilliant i'm, I'm very happy for you but
1: <laughs> anyone that's nailed it first time like the first therapist i've ever seen the first medication that i don't know anyone yeah I mean, hopefully that hopefully there is people out there but everyone that i know that i've spoken to it's been it's been a journey it's been a process and I think, yeah, you know, I wanted to take like a magic pill. As we were, you know, most of us I think probably do. We all of us, we just want to take a magic pill and or see that one therapist and that's it. But and it's frustrating, it's hard when, you know, you, you try something and it doesn't work, but uh I have to keep going. I have to keep going. And I think always you learn something new from that experience, I think. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think. Yeah, self awareness is such a massive factor in a lot of these things, and you only gain that through experience. and And I'm hesitant to use the word failures, but you know, Mm. trial and error. Trial, you're not, you're never going to nail it first time. So, um, Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've. It's funny. I've had probably five or six friends, and like close friends, but also you know looser friends who have come to me during lockdown asking for. Therapist recommendations, and I think it's not only a sign of the times that we're in, but also mm-hmm. I'd take it as a, in a weird way, a positive sign that people are taking accountability for their mental health and putting themselves first. So, um, if any of those people are listening, if it doesn't work first time, keep keep trying, please. Yeah,
1: um, it's an important message, and again, I don't think we hear that enough. It's you know, um, we get the message so much. Just talk, talk, talk. It will be fine. Just just talk. Yeah. And it's so much more complicated than that. We don't hear that message enough, you know?
0: Yeah, it's, um, it is, it's really difficult. And I'm definitely, I'm going off script here. Not that there's a script, but um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's really fucking hard with mental health because I would love to be able to tell people what to do. Like, I'm sure you get the same. Like I get a lot of people asking me for advice support um recommendations and i i always feel like i should be able to say this is what you should do and i i have things like as you said i have my own toolbox and my own you know list of things that work for me but i know that they're not going to work for everyone and it's a very hard message to be like i know you're struggling i'm really sorry to hear that but I don't have a magic pill. I don't have a silver bullet. So, um, it's, it's a hard one to get across. And I think that's where we need again, to come back to the earlier point is it's where we need to be careful with the messaging around mental health, because you don't want people to get themselves into that headspace of, Oh, if this doesn't work, then nothing ever
1: will. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, I completely agree. I do think though, like listening, listening though is, is, uh, just listening, um, can be so powerful. You know, particularly, you know, I know with my friends, um, you know, might not have the answer they're looking for, but if I can be there to listen and without judgment, you know, that, that's so, well, I guess, you know, for me on the bridge, that's, you know, that's yeah. what happened. It was like I'd never been listened to like that before. And it's so powerful to be really and truly, I think, listened to.
0: Yeah and and i think it's a skill listening to hear rather than listening to respond because um, ever <laughs> there's a really um one of my favorite comedians a guy called john Mullaney in the states um and he, he was doing this stand-up special and he was talking about um it wasn't even like a main part of the joke but he was just saying like he was with his friends and they were you know talk 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 and he was listen 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 and Oh, when's it my turn to speak? And that's what you spend your time thinking about. You spend your time thinking about your next point instead of actually hearing what they've got to say. Um, And you're absolutely right. There's a massive temptation for, you know, with the sort of underlying theme of this podcast being masculinity and and men's mental health, I think especially for men, a tendency to uh, find a solution and fix and solve and help and like a savior complex a hero complex and you know you're trying to be a good guy you 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 are but sometimes it's just not what people need and yeah you don't want to be forcing a solution on someone if actually all they need to be is is heard so um yeah a very very good point um i guess coming towards (laughs) The finale, if we want to call it that, um, I'd love to just chat about obviously at the top of the top of the show, we talked a lot about you know the work that you've done so far, you know like varied work in, in a lot of different areas what what's next what's what's coming what's coming next i I know obviously um beyond is is your kind, sort of the the main piece of what you're doing at the moment, so I don't know if there's anything else in the works, but I'd love to to hear more about it and, and let other people hear more about it.
1: Yeah, thank you. Yeah, beyond uh so we set the charity up uh year and a half ago, but it's only it's and again, you know, I don't know why, but I thought setting a charity up would be simple. It's well not simple, but it's a <laughs> What's that? It's a doddle. <laughs> yeah, a doddle. That's a, yeah, do you know what I mean? But oh my gosh, it's been it's been it's been a journey and again a lot of Uh, trial and error a lot of trial and error and it's only yeah in the last few months that it's really starting to come together and we've got an amazing youth board and yeah so I really want to focus on the charity and um you know getting into more schools and colleges and universities and outside of that as well you know to reach young people um I think especially with this time that we've been in I, I just I don't we don't I think we quite realize the impact that it's, it's going to have on not just young people but people of all ages. Um, and I don't think, yeah, we'll realize the impact for, for quite a while. Um, but we really need to do more. Uh, you know, again, looking at I keep seeing things about schools and schoolwork, and I'm like, oh, is it? Mm, yeah, I, I really would love to do more in terms of like the curriculum, and I, I want to get mental health embedded into the curriculum so you know because when i went to school we didn't talk once about mental health and i know that if we would have done i really believe it would have made a difference for me so yeah my big work is looking at curriculum education system um and and obviously beyond i mean i i i really want to do more in um just the justice system as well Mm -hmm. Um, because oh my gosh, there's so much work to do. There's there's work to do everywhere. There's so much work to do everywhere, yeah. uh, and sometimes it can be a bit overwhelming because they you know just don't know where to start or focus on. But hopefully, with the uh, you know the charity, we can really kind of really make a difference, particularly for for young people.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and and. Um just to, to give you a ample chance to sort of spread the word where can people find out more about the charity because I, I'd love to be to channel people that way after they've they've finished this this
1: chat cool yeah so um going back to social media we're obviously on all the social media channels uh so our name is beyond we call ourselves we are beyond because we are very much a sort of collective we're very collaborative Um, and the website is wearebeyond.org.uk
0: yeah and for anyone who trying to think when this is going to air a couple of weeks ago two or three weeks ago you would have heard Harry Corrin um, on the show if you haven't listened to that one then you definitely should Um, who is a youth board member for Beyond
1: yeah
0: Yeah. 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 we love Harry so um, yeah definitely go and check out that episode if you haven't already and if you haven't why are you here? Um, so <laughs> you have to listen to the episodes in order. There's a very specific story. Uh, <laughs> um, but Johnny, I think we'll, we'll wrap up there. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for, for, for joining you. me, for taking the time. Um, super excited to see what, what comes next and yeah, just to get to the, the chance to chat. So thank you very much for being here and um, yeah, hopefully we'll get a chance to catch up properly soon. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Cheers. Thanks, Johnny. So that is it for today's episode of Man Down. Thank you so much for tuning in, as always. Tune in every Sunday for the next episode of Man Down with our next inspirational guest. If you want to get in touch or if there's anyone that you think should be on the podcast, you can reach out directly on Instagram at jamie.clements underscore or by email on jamie at mandownpod.co.uk.